Hey everyone, Matt Straub welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Tuesday, August 4th. The NBA restart is off and running. We have a lot to talk about. A big weekend of box scores, stat lines, and unfortunately, a significant injury to react to. I'm joined, as always in this endeavor, by one Steve Alexander. You know him as Dr. A. Steve, what's happening? Hey! Oh what's going hi! On? Hi there! Uh, hey, did you I'm, just get on the line? Are you? You look. You sound like you just picked up the phone. <laughs> I am in recovery mode right now. I uh, I attempted to surf behind a boat on Sunday. Yes. Wait, 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 wait! I have to stop you right there. I think that's just called water skiing, isn't it? Uh, no, this is a surfboard. Really? Yeah. Standing on it. Yeah, they've got these thing. This thing now, you put it under the side of your boat, and it creates this giant wave, and be in the wake of the boat, and you, you just surf this wave. Uh, some people do. I, I was not very successful at it, but I tried. I tried to get up, and uh, now my body will probably never recover. Uh, I'll probably never be able to swing a golf club again. Not even sure if I can type, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, I hope that. I hope your recovery goes smoothly. <laughs> Let's get into some action from the weekend primarily. We'll hit uh, a little bit of what happened on Monday as well, but we're going to recap some of the big stat lines from the weekend. And Steve, we'll actually start with a little bit of news. Jonathan Isaac tore his left ACL on Sunday. That we would classify as a massive bummer. Yeah, it's a pretty big bummer, man. Isaac was, you know, he played so well in short stints. Uh, it was his left knee that was already a problem. You have to think that the ACL was already in some jeopardy. It was a non-contact injury. He just went down, carted it off in a wheelchair. Very sad. I, I love Isaac. So who knows when we're going to see him again. 22 years old, so this one day will probably be a blip, hopefully. But not good for, you know, his outlook heading into next season. Uh, I mean, as far as, like... You know, DFS impact goes. Terrence Ross had 25 on Sunday in limited playing time. It's not like Isaac was playing big minutes anyways so far. So I don't know, Steve, that we're going to see like any sort of major fantasy beneficiary of this. Probably not. I think Aaron Gordon gets a little bit of a boost. Uh, this James Enos character uh, <laughs> is going to is going to continue to start and and probably see a lot of minutes he's gonna have to shoot it better than he did on Sunday though and then Wes Awundu could get some more minutes guys like Mark Michael Carter Williams even it there's not really one position player that's gonna step up in his absence I don't think maybe Kim Birch does something but when I'm dealing with the magic I'm sticking with the guys that are in that that starting lineup for the most part, you know, Evan Fournier could could see a boost from this. And like you said, Terrence Ross is also somebody to keep an eye on. I think I think he just got hot on Sunday. I don't think he's automatically going to fall out every time he goes out, but somebody to keep an eye on. We've known Terrence Ross to go on a heater. It's happened before, and it yes. will happen again. Yes. So keep your eyes on him. Steve, on Sunday, Joe Harris, Karis LeVert, and Jared Allen all went off. Joe Harris had 27 points with six three-pointers. Karis LeVert scored 34. Jared Allen, who you were talking up late last week, had 22 points with 15 boards. That's the good news. The bad news is, according to Brian Lewis of the New York Post, 
The Nets are likely to be without all three of them on Tuesday. Joe Harris, a back issue. Karis LeVert, a thigh contusion. And Jared Allen out due to, quote-unquote, unusual circumstances. I think that's a new, a new designation that we haven't seen. Hopefully, nothing serious. Yeah, and I had Jared Allen in my lineup. He went off. Karis LeVert went off. Like, all those guys went off, like you said. So, it's going to be very interesting because they don't – the Nets don't even have a center outside of Jared Allen. In fact, I'm not even sure they have a power forward <laughs> that plays. So it's going to be extremely small ball for them. And it's also going to be some extreme scrub ball because the guys that they're going to be playing are, are guys, I mean, most of their names are, are almost impossible to announce. So outside of Garrett Temple, he's really the only one I'm, I'm uh, comfortable with pronouncing anyway. But, you know, Chiazza is going to get some minutes. Radians Karuks is going to get some minutes. It's kind of like a dumpster fire right there. TJ Warren, Steve, uh, as you may have noticed, <laughs> went smooth transition. Thank you. Yeah. I was trying to think of what <laughs> what's the opposite of a dumpster fire, what TJ Warren did over the weekend. A career-high 53 points on 20 of 29 shooting, nine three-pointers, T.J. Warren, wow! I did not see that coming, Matt. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna lie. No, T.J. Um, Warren is not a guy who falls into into the salary range of a guy who who lands in my DFS lineup very often. And by the way, Warren having another good game as we speak. We're recording this Monday while some games are going on. Warren late in the first half, nine points, six rebounds, three blocks. So he's continuing to look really good for the Pacers. Yeah, he's on fire. He looks better than uh, my guy Miles Turner does. That's that's for sure. And then we had uh, both Holiday brothers in the starting lineup for the Pacers on Monday. That's something to keep an eye on. Victor Oladipo not playing in that game. Yeah, and Aaron Holiday had a really good game over the weekend. 15 points, 10 assists, but that was without Malcolm Brogdon, who was out with the neck issue. He returned on Monday. So, in theory, that puts a dent into Holiday's appeal does but Aaron's playing well on Monday he's four for six with a three and nine points a steal and a block so they're still in the second quarter of that game so Aaron Holiday if he's in the starting lineup for the Pacers I'm comfortable playing him another guy who absolutely went off how about this game from Joel Embiid on Saturday 41 points 21 boards that is a monster fantasy line that's why he gets drafted so high every year that's why we can overlook all the injury concerns and all the missed time and all the questionable tags he gets is for games like that. Like that, that was awesome. And, and, I, and I'll say, I mean, maybe we haven't talked about this enough, but you know, you think about people who could potentially be huge beneficiaries from four and a half months off. I mean, Embiid has to be at or near the top of that list in theory as a guy who just gets a massive boost from this shutdown happening, and we saw it right there in that game. Yeah, he's one of those guys. About We've talked about some of the guys where the layoff hurt them, you know, like Karis LeVert and guys that were on fire, Lonzo Ball, you know, right before the season shut down, and then you got a guy like Embiid that gets four months to just chill out, get his legs right, get his body underneath him, think about going out there and dominating, and, and clearly – he is a guy who should have benefited big time from, from the layoff. If you didn't use James Harden in FanDuel or DFS on Friday night, you probably didn't win. Uh, he had 49 points, 9 boards, 8 assists, I believe 3 steals and 3 blocks as well in that game. I think his FanDuel points were 88.8, which is a lot. Sunday night, I had Harden, I had Luka, and I had Giannis. And 
I put up big numbers. And I also had your guy, Dan Wahouse, who, who was okay. But if you don't play Harden, you're probably not going to win. Like, I think it just comes down to it's that simple. You almost have to play him, or the guy that does play him is going to have a distinct advantage. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're definitely putting yourself – it's a big risk. You know, him, Giannis – Anytime you don't have them in your lineup, that's a big risk. However, Harden, Sunday night against the Bucks was a game where you, you could have gotten away with it. Although he did have 24-7-7 and with six steals. The six steals adding big time to his numbers. Yes. And, you know, all three of those guys went off on Sunday. Luka, even though the Mavericks can't seem to win a game, sort of like my Pelicans. My Pelicans and Mavericks, the two teams I was so excited to see play, have yet to win a game, but they're... Their guys, Perzingis, Luca, not Zion, are balling out. So I, let's get the playoffs going, man. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for the playoffs. Well, another team that's fighting to get in is the Portland Trail Blazers, and Yusuf Nurkic has just been going nuts for them. On Sunday, 30 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, 1 three-pointer. The game before that, 18 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, six blocks Nurkic has been a monster and his DFS salary is about to be soaring it's going to be through the roof he looks amazing Hassan Whiteside is becoming afterthought my guy Gary Trent Jr. had 21 in that game which I was excited to see Dame Lillard had 30 and 16 dimes uh CJ McCollum had a good line like that it's a lot of fantasy friendliness going on in Portland right now but the Nurk alert how cool is it to have you know him back and doing this uh, when he was gone for so long. It's it's really cool to see. It's phenomenal, and like you said, Hassan Whiteside just completely invisible. Five points, five rebounds in sixteen minutes on Sunday. Everyone, the all new Roto World Premium subscription package has the tools and resources to help you dominate your fantasy leagues across all sports, from draft to playoffs. Plus, get free access to our brand new sports betting tools from now until September 28th. As a listener of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast, get $10 off any annual subscription to Roto World Premium. To find your edge, visit rotoworld.com slash edge using the promo code BKPOD10. That's rotoworld.com slash edge using the promo code BKPOD, P-O-D-10 at checkout. Steve, let's talk about those Washington Wizards, they're playing as we speak on Monday, but we'll get to that in a minute. But first, we need to hit this Sunday box score. I, of course, did not have Troy Brown Jr. in my DFS lineups on Sunday. He went absolutely nuts for 22 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Thomas Bryant was also a monster. 30 points, 13 rebounds, 4 three-pointers mm. for those two. And, and by the way, both guys playing pretty well again. Well... Troy Brown Jr. hasn't done a lot yet. Late in the first half, five points, three assists. Bryant, though, playing well again. Nine points, six rebounds, two blocks in the first half, and a three for the Wizards. Yeah, I have not been very high on Thomas Bryant, but I should have been because he's he looks really good. And then Troy Brown Jr., I, I, I'm feeling he's probably the wizard I trust the most right now. So I'm glad to see Troy doing this. I'm happy for Thomas Bryant. If you played Thomas Bryant great job he's his salary is tasty in dfs like he's he's a cheap center and he's not going to be for long if he keeps doing this 
No, and the same for Troy Brown. I think he was 4600 on FanDuel on Monday, his salary. So that's going to be going up big time in a second. Mm-hmm. Cam Johnson went off on Sunday, Steve, for the Suns. 19 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, still no Kelly Oubre. Are you feeling like this is something that he could potentially continue this momentum? Yeah, I actually watched that game because they were playing the Mavericks, and that's who I watch. Um <laughs> Cam your Johnson, hometown Ma- your hometown Mavericks. <laughs> Cameron Johnson and Cameron Payne even made some noise. Campaign didn't do a ton, but Cameron Johnson looked really good. His first career uh, double double. He hit four three pointers in that game. He looked really good shooting threes. Played forty minutes to lead the team in minutes played. Right there with Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges had two steals and three blocks, but couldn't throw it in the ocean. He struggled with the shot. Um, but man, Cam Johnson looked really good. I'm I'm feeling Cam right now. I, I don't I think that's a performance he's gonna build on more than it's a fluke. So kinda like Cam Johnson going forward. I'm just looking up some of Cam Johnson's numbers, Steve, from before the season shut down. He had, he had some intriguing fantasy stat lines throughout the course of the season. He was looking like a guy who might be able to block a shot for you here and there, could hit a lot of threes. From early February to early March, he had a 10-game stretch where he averaged about 10 points, 1.2 steals, 2.5 threes. That wasn't that exciting, but he had a better stretch before that. I mean, he also had a stretch in November, a nine-game stretch where he averaged about 12 points, 2.7 threes, 0.8 steals, 0.6 blocks. That's nothing amazing, but I do feel like there's a blueprint here for fantasy success, at least low-level fantasy success with some threes and some defensive stats for Cam Johnson. I agree. And watching, you know, he passes the eye test. Watching that game and watching him play, it looked like he grew up over the four-month hiatus. So I, I really like him. Steve, it's been quite a free-throw shooting roller coaster for Luka Doncic oh. and our 75% side oh. bet on Friday. Friday, you had to have been... I won't say panicked, but five for nine from the line is big with so few games left. Again, everyone, under 75% for Luka for the free throw line. Steve has to buy me a jersey of my choosing. Over 75%, I have to buy him one. Five for nine from the line for Luka on Friday. Then he comes back on Sunday and does what, Steve? 18 of 19. 18 of 19. The season percentage sits at 75.5. We will keep you apprised. That 18 of 19 was possibly a game changer. Six games left. Uh, He has one more really good night at the line, and I'm feeling pretty good. That was huge. It It had been preceded by two shaky games four months apart from the free throw line. He was definitely trending downward before the shutdown from the free throw line. But, but like we talked yeah. about last the last time we chatted, his form looks amazing. Like he looks like a great free throw shooter. Like they are going to start falling like they did on Sunday. I'm I'm all in. Plus he had 40 points, 8 boards, 11 assists. He didn't make a three-pointer, but uh he almost had a 40-point triple-double. Yeah, that you you could mention that first if you want, but again, when I look when I look at Luca, I look straight at the free throws. <laughs> of course, so do I. That's the first thing I look. I think I texted you when he was like twelve of twelve or something. And yeah, I didn't even say anything else. I just said twelve dash twelve, and I figured uh, that you would figure out the rest of that. I did. I did. By the way, leading up to the shutdown, he had gone in his in seven games, six before the shutdown, one 
after the shutdown, right, he was 62.7 from the line on 9.6 attempts per game. Ugh. That was in his last seven games before this 18 of 19. I was cruising toward winning that bet, Steve, before that that monster performance on Sunday. And the ship be sinking uh, was how I was feeling at that time. <laughs> I am feeling like we've managed to pump some of the water out of the hole and we're coming back. We're coming back. Steve, we've talked a lot about Harry Giles. Oh, my man, Harry Giles. I I sometimes wonder why, but then on Sunday he reminds us, in just 19 minutes, a career-high 23 points for Harry G. Pretty lopsided game there. The Kings were down by 35 going to the fourth quarter. So that would be my caution there in the big performance from Harry Giles. Well, I... I had him in my DFS lineup, and I felt like I got very lucky. He only played 20 minutes. I'm assuming most of that damage he did was in the fourth quarter. He also hit 9 of 11 shots and 5 of 6 free throws. So it was kind of a perfect storm for Harry Giles. He had 23 and 8, didn't block a shot, didn't play that many minutes. But, I mean, he was one of the best players. He, He was the best king that night. And I need for you to help me get off this Nemanja Bielitsa kick because he's ruining some really great uh, FanDuel lineups that I'm putting out there. So I, I've got to get off I the Bielitsa train. I have the same I have the same issue. Sorry, Steve. You're going to have to ask someone else. By the way, I think uh, Giles had 10 of his 23 in the fourth quarter in a very lopsided game. So, yeah, a garbage time special for Harry Giles, but notable nonetheless. I want to talk about a couple of San Antonio Spurs, Steve, DeJounte Murray had a big game, 21 points, 10 boards, 3 assists, 2 steals, 2 threes. Derek White has had a couple big games in a row, a guy you said could potentially go off in Orlando. 16 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists. Before that, 26 points, 8 boards, 5 assists with 2 blocks. Both these guys are pretty exciting at the moment. Uh, Yeah, Derek White looks really good to me. DeJounte Murray, I I love. I've always liked that kid. So, yeah, both of those guys I'm down with. Uh, DeRozan, you can trust. We're going to have to send Ryan Knauss to Jakob Pertl therapy probably. 6.7 boards, two blocks. It's really not getting it done. And Lonnie Walker, here's the thing about Lonnie Walker. Like, if you rolled the dice on him in, in one of his first two games, you're probably not very happy with what happened. But he's going to get hot. Like, we're on the verge of a Lonnie Walker explosion. I just don't know how many people are going to actually have him in their lineup when it happens. I probably will not. Yeah, Lonnie Walker's salary, I think, was higher than Troy Brown Jr.'s on Monday on FanDuel, if I'm not mistaken. That's a big mistake. Well, Steve, I was going to tell you some DeJounte Murray numbers. My basketball reference is catastrophically slow loading right now, so just bear with me. Okay, here we go. Over his last 13 games... Spanning almost six months. <laughs> His last 13 games over six months, uh, from early February to early August, 14.5 points, 6.4 boards, 5.2 assists, 1.9 steals, and you like to see 1.03s per game during that stretch. He's kind of been a breakout guy in fantasy for years, never quite done it. I think we're getting closer, and he's still only 23 years old. I'm really, really going to be excited about him heading into next season. Yeah, me too. And depending on what happens, this the whole Derek White, DeJounte Murray backcourt could be very, very interesting. I think Bryn Forbes missed that game, which helped both those guys. But um, I'm kind of in on White and Murray. And and they should be cheap DFS players, too. Sharpshooter Bryn Forbes, 
Steve, you were right about John Morant going off, by the way. A little footnote here. He went for 22 points, 11 dimes on Friday. He went 25 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists on Sunday. Your theory that Morant, with fresh legs, kind of passed that rookie wall or whatever you want to call it, has been big in Orlando. Yep, and Dylan Brooks uh, is worth keeping an eye on. If he puts it all together one game, he's going he's gonna to have a 40-point night. I can feel it coming. And Jared Jackson, Jared Jackson Jr. too. Let's go. Yeah, he had a 33-point game, I think, over the weekend. Yeah. Steve, yeah. I want to talk quickly about a couple more of these Monday box scores, games that are happening again as we record this. Something that caught both of our eyes here at halftime, we have a major Michael Porter Jr. sighting. 20 points, 9 rebounds, a steal, a block, and a three-pointer in 19 minutes. The Nuggets, without some key players in that game, but man... Anytime Michael Porter Jr. gets elevated minutes, the guy produces. Yeah, and they put him in the starting lineup. In 19 minutes, he's got 29, 7-9 shooting, a steal, and a block. And it's halftime. So he's on pace for 40 points and 18 boards, two steals and two blocks. That is exciting. Also two threes. Uh, that is exciting news. And he's played more minutes than anybody on that team. He's only got one foul. Hopefully they ride him in the second half. He's young. He can take it. If Michael Porter Jr. gets minutes, he's going to ball out. He is a good player. I'm dying to see what this kid can do with extended playing time, basically getting starters minutes, because he had a stretch this season where he was looking really, I won't say dominant, that's an overstatement, but he was looking really good. Like the second half of January, he was playing a lot. 26 minutes a game over nine games, averaged 14.9 points, 9.6 rebounds, 1.3 steals, 0.7 blocks, and 2.33 pointers. Again, that's basically 25 minutes a game, Steve. This kid has enormous fantasy potential and is just 22. It's a, it's like it's a shame that he's on. In one sense, it's on the. Sh- it's a shame that he's on the Nuggets because they're so deep. In another sense, you know, maybe they're the right team to develop him. I don't know. I'd love to see him get 30 minutes a game for somebody though. Well, and next year, I mean, Paul Millsap is in the twilight of his his career, and Porter Jr. is ready to to step up and take over. So, I I don't love that he's on the Nuggets, but. I fully see a Michael Porter Jr. breakout coming next year. Oh, by the way, by the way, Matt, Bull Bull has played four minutes and has three points and nothing else. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, the Bull Bull, the Bull Bull phenomenon is definitely on pause. <laughs> <laughs> it's on pause, but it was it was real fun while it lasted there during exhibition season. Well, make sure to check back on RotoWorld.com for all the blurbs on Monday's games. We'll be back on Friday to preview the weekend DFS action and react to some of the other big storylines from the week. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. Thank you to all of you for listening. Steve, thanks for taking the time. We will talk to you soon. All right. We'll see you soon.